Welcome to the Floor Education Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Hedin, owner of Illustrious Hardwoods in Mesa, Arizona. We're here to talk with flooring professionals from all across the country about your common concerns while navigating a flooring project. This week's guest is Fred Houston. Fred owns Stone Forensics, which is a tile and stone inspection company. We discuss things you will want to consider before hiring a contractor and picking materials so that you can hopefully prevent the need for ever needing an inspector. Fred Houston, do I have you on the line? Yes, you do. Awesome. Welcome to the Floor Education Podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. And uh, no problem. Oh, all right. So, man, you have a really cool job. Um, it's sad that people have to use what you do as a job, but you have a really cool job. So why don't you give us a little background on on who you are, how you got to doing what you do, and uh, what it is exactly that you do? All right. I mean, uh, do we got a couple hours here? Uh, <laughs> no, well, you know, I, I'm just kidding. I'll give you the short. I'll give you the short version. Uh, basically, uh, uh, my dad was a tile setter. Uh, you know, he was basically an all-around handyman. So I kind of grew up knowing a little bit about everything from tile setting to you know installing flooring, carpeting, all the whole nine yards. No pun in, no pun intended. Uh, so way back when I was, you know, just a little kid, you know, coming into my teen years, I decided that I didn't want to be in the flooring business. Uh, I wanted to go to college. So I went to college when I was old enough to go to college and ended up uh, getting a degree in biology. You know, my dream was to be out in a boat somewhere like Jacques Cousteau and doing research. Well, lo and behold, what had happened is my dad got got sick, got cancer. My mom was kind of left uh, doing nothing, and my brother and I decided to go out and get her some uh, some doctor's offices to clean. And lo and behold, she calls me one day and says she has this issue with some tile uh, in a doctor's office. Could I come out and take a look at it? And, of course, my background, I did. And to make a long story short, I ended up back in the business again. Uh, started out doing uh, restoration work where I was repairing uh, other people's, you know, screw up, so to so to speak. Uh, whether it was a a poor installation or scratches in marble tile or, or whatever, and that led into a pretty pretty lucrative business. And then, as I'm going along in business, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years, I started because of my background as a scientist, I started, was asked to write some articles for some trade journals, which I started doing. And then I started getting calls to look at other people's work. I mean, and usually from consumers where they would call and say, you know, I had Joe Blow do this installation for me and the tiles are cracking or the tiles are, are popping up off my floor. Can you come out and take a look at it? And at that point I realized that there's a, there's a business in doing inspections. Mm -hmm. So that that's kind of like the 25 cent version. I ended up uh, be becoming a full time inspector. Uh, I, I do that's all I do now. That as well as teach others uh, how to be inspectors. So it, you are a leading uh, mind in the field of inspections then for for stone and tile. Yeah, I do. I offer the only <clears throat> the only certification course that exists for that. I do those once or twice a year. So <clears throat> other inspectors come to me to learn how to be top more uh, stone and tile inspectors. Okay. So you have a background in biology. You got into inspecting tile and stone and finding out why it's failing and, and all of that. So 
Correct. It, it stinks that installs fail. Uh, you know, and that consumers are are being swindled and then this is happening to them. So what are some, like, let's start real basic. And and what are some things that consumers need to be aware of so that they never even get to that point? Well, I I think there's a number of different things that I would advise a consumer do. Let's, let's take an example. Let's say you're getting ready to do a floor in your, you know, whether it's a condo or a house, or this could even apply to a store. And, uh, you know, the first thing you want to do is, okay, I want to choose a tile and you go in and maybe you use a designer. Okay. Or maybe you use an architect, but Mm -hmm. let's just say you use a designer or you're just doing it yourself. You go into, you know, one of the big box stores, you see some tile that you really like, you know, I like this color. This is what I want. So the next step there is to hire someone to do the installation for you. This is where the problem comes in because unfortunately in a lot of States within the United States, there's really no, how do I say this governing body? Like, you know, for example, when you hire an electrician, electrician has to be certified. Uh, you know, his work needs to be inspected by a building inspector Mm -hmm. in most States that doesn't exist for the tile industry. So that means as, as a, a person who's hiring an installer, you need to be careful. So the number one thing I would do is ask someone for a referral. Uh, whether it's your neighbor, whether it's the guy you bought the tile from, you know, ask ask for a referral. You know, who did your tile work? And and that that could also include people that are in other industries as well. I mean, if you know a carpenter, uh, you know, someone that builds houses, a, a general contractor, ask them, you know, who do you use as a tile installer? Are they good? Have you had any problems with them? That, that would be the first piece of advice. Okay. Second piece of advice would be, Get references, but but go one step further. A lot of people get references, but they don't bother to check the references. Check the references. And now and that becomes a little bit of an issue because a lot of times you're going to say, well, they're not going to give me a bad reference. If they did a bad job and they had a failure, they had something go wrong, they're not going to give me a, 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 that particular reference. But there's a couple of things you can do when asking for, you know, talking to a reference. So let's say, you know, you get a reference for, you know, Joe's tile setting and you call Joe up and he says, I'll call, you know, Mrs. Jones over here. She, you know, I did two of her houses. She loves her work, whatever. Now you get Mrs. Jones on the line and you start asking her some detailed questions. You know, did he, uh, did he arrive on time? Did he finish the job on time? Did he have any issues and how did he handle those issues when they came up? And, and issues aren't bad. I mean, things go wrong and, and anything that uh, is construction related, oh, but yeah. how that how that individual handled that issue, you know, did they explain what they were doing? Um, th- th- those are probably the most important things when looking at a contractor. But, but let me back up a little bit. And I know I'm being kind of random here, but one of the biggest mistakes I see going back to my example of, you know, you see a tile that you particularly like, is that tile suitable for the type of traffic or the type of wear and the type of application it's going to get. And I see that all the time mm-hmm. where the, 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 you know, you like the color of the tile, you like the look of the tile, the installation is perfect, but it's not holding up really well because you chose the wrong tile. Yeah. You know, an example of that might be, I just recently looked at a, at a project where someone really liked the ceramic tile, but they wanted it outside on a, on a deck, on a patio deck. Well, that particular tile wasn't designed for exterior use. 
So, you know, you, you, and I'm not saying the tile stores are bad. They're good tile stores and bad tile stores, just like there are in any trade. But it's something you should, you know, thank God we have Google, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, go on Google, ask those questions. There's, there's lots of forums. This podcast is one of them, you know, where you can go on and say, hey, I saw this multicolored black ceramic tile at, you know, Home Depot or Lowe's or somewhere like that. And I want to use it on my patio. Is it suitable for that? And, you know, get that, get that advice. That would be, you know, a, another good, good tip for, uh, uh, for your, for your consumers to, to look at. So even though you like, and, and they're all, there are alternatives, you know, if you like a black ceramic tile, for example, well, there are porcelain tiles out there that have the same type of appearance, but are more suitable for that application. So that's just to give you an example. Mm-hmm. No, I love it because it's all, all the time. There's guys that are, you know, you, you pick a glass tile or something to put in your shower and it's not meant for that application, but there is glass that is meant for showers and there's, tiles that are slip resistant and can be used on stairs versus other products. And you know, exactly. this, that, and the other thing, it just a little bit of research go, goes a very long way. And so I think those are all really good points. And I, I appreciate, Absolutely. you know, it's, it's super basic, but it's funny how often we skip the basics when we dive into a, a remodel project. Exactly. And a lot of people don't look at flooring as, you know, it, it, it let's face it, it's a luxury item. You know, it's not mm-hmm. a necessity. I mean, people, you know, back in the day would walk walk on dirt. <laughs> that, that, I mean, I, I hate to put that down, but, you know, so it's a luxury item. So you want to yeah. make sure you're, you're getting not only the proper material, but you want to make sure it's getting installed properly. And, and then to take it one step further, you know, is, you should ask how easy is this material to maintain? You know, and, and I've seen that a lot of times the tile is chosen. It, say it's a, an, a tile that's appropriate for for that type of setting. Uh, it's installed properly, everything's fine, but it's just not holding up really well mm-hmm. because it's not being maintained properly. You know, one of the one of the biggest things, for example, let, let's take an example: marble tile. Uh, there's a lot of tile setters out there that are what I consider to be old school, and I don't mean that in a bad way. And they're they're t- they're ceramic tile setters, but they're not used to setting marble, and they make this recommendation: all you have to do is clean your marble floor with vinegar and water. And that is a major, major no-no. You can clean ceramic tile with vinegar and water, but you don't want to use that on marble because vinegar will dull the surface of a marble floor. Mm. And and I see, you know, to this day, I've been in this business 30-some years. I see that still being recommended out there, and that's a major, major no-no. So, you know, make sure you understand, you know, you like the tile. You've got a good installer. It's being installed properly. How do I have to maintain this material? Is it high maintenance? Uh, what chemicals can I use on it, et cetera? Yeah. And if honestly, if your installer can't answer the question of what to clean it with, it's okay because there are a lot of options out there. But Absolutely. save one of the instruction manuals or like the little information packet that comes inside the box of flooring. Call yep. the manufacturer and ask them directly because if they if, get them to sign off on it, if they tell you that this is the way it's supposed to be cleaned, Tell them, can you send that to me in an email? Because if it does end up not working, they said it was okay. Absolutely. And a lot of times, it, uh, you know, with uh, certain types of tile, you have a warranty issue. And if the wrong material, what I mean by material, wrong chemical, cleaning chemicals used on, used on it, it may actually void the warranty. Mm-hmm. So that's that's good advice. You know, definitely go to the back to the manufacturer and find out what they recommend to maintain that material. Yeah, it's it, you know, it's kind of a pain to make that phone call, but at the end of the day, these, these flooring projects and these bathroom projects, things like that, when we're doing the remodels, they can get very expensive. And 
it's it's so easy, you know, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of yeah, care. And, so, and, and, a, and a lot of these manufacturers, too, to add to that, also have websites that have that information mm-hmm. on there. So it might not even need a phone call. What I would do is, you know, hop on hop on the web right away and just, just you know, look at that tile brand. And, you know, definitely you want to have that and uh, just see what their recommendation is. You may find the, the, the instruction sheet right on there. Definitely. Uh, so what are some things that we need to be aware of that, you know, when we're we're cleaning our tile that we can prevent? I, I guess that's it, it's kind of a, a, a broad subject because it's really going to well, depend on what they have in their home. But is there anything we absolutely have to stay away from? Yes. Yes. A, a lot of times people will reach for things like even though it's not tile, let's let's look at a granite countertop, for example. And I'm sure if you have a tile floor, you probably have a granite countertop somewhere in your home. Uh, a lot of people will use glass cleaner on there. And that's a no-no. Glass, a lot of glass cleaner contains ammonia, and ammonia will eventually dull the shine down. So if I could give one piece of advice for whether it's a, a, a tile floor, whether it's a countertop, whether it's your shower wall, wh- whatever your surface is, use the cleaner specifically designed for that type of tile. Okay. So, you know, it, it, you know, another great example and something I see all the time, let's say you have a, a marble tile shower surround. Uh, you have this beautiful marble tile. It's installed properly. And then you go and you, you, maybe you have some soap film on there. So you run to the grocery store and you grab a soap film remover. And that soap, soap film remover uh, contains an acid that will dull your marble down. Now you're calling a restoration company to come and fix it. So mm-hmm. make sure whatever you use, whether it's a shower, whether it's a floor, a countertop, make sure you're using a product specifically designed for that. And, and you know, quite honestly, and this applies to professionals as well, read the label. You know, the, the label <laughs> the label will have a warning on it if it's not suitable for, say, marble, granite, natural stone, or, you know, some whatever type of uh, surface we're dealing with. No, I, I love it. I laugh because it's not the first time we've been told to read the instructions. Honestly, yes. it, it, it came about in episode one with, with our, our buddy Ken Ballin, and he was like, read the instructions. And it, yep. it's just, it, it's so simple, but so overlooked. Exactly. Um, I want to take this a little bit of a different way, and I, you can probably answer these questions. So. So um, if I have somebody out because I need to have I want to have like my grout cleaned or I want to have my travertine polished. Right. Are there certain things I need to look for from those companies? Because I, they're just throwing stuff down on a lot of them. They just, yeah. you know, they buy these chemicals, they throw them down and who knows what's going to happen. Exactly. And I guess the biggest mistake, first of all, let me tell you, the biggest mistake is made in choosing that person is you want to make sure that person has experience doing that. So uh, I'm not, don't get get me wrong. I'm not downplaying cleaning companies or janitorial companies, but a lot of those companies uh, don't know how to handle certain specialty surfaces, you know, i.e. marble, granite, uh, some of the porcelain tiles. Now we have some of this glass tile mm-hmm. coming out. So you want to make sure that person has experience doing that. So ask them, you know, have you, have you cleaned grout on marble before? Uh, have you polished, uh, you know, marble before? Uh, there are organizations out there where you can actually get referrals. Uh, there are trade associations such as a Natural Stone Institute, uh, tile associations such as the National Tile Contractors Association. Uh, there's some other websites out there. There's there's one that I use all the time called Surfaces, uh, spelled with a P-H instead of an F. So it's S-U-R-P-H-A-C-E-S. Uh, they have a referral of contractors. I, I would do that. Go on the web, okay. look up those websites, 
and say, I'm in, you know, Paducah, Kentucky, we know who's the closest, you know, company that cleans grout or polishes stone, whatever that that's how I would approach that. No, I, I think that's great. You know, there's, there's organizations out there that are certifying bodies saying these people are doing it right. They they know, um, what's up. They've been trained. So exactly. it, it, you're, you're, not guaranteed that they will do it correctly, but you have a higher chance. There's, it, it comes down to, you know, like I've gone and I've become a certified flooring installer through international certified flooring installers for hardwood and laminate. I care about what I do and I paid right. out of my own pocket to go to that class. It meant a lot to me. So I took it very seriously. There are guys that just get sent to the class by their employer and Yes, they may know the material, they may pass the the certification, but that doesn't mean that they want to apply it because it's just it takes longer to do it right. And, and that's that's an excellent that's an excellent point. If you you know you're out there looking for an installer or, or a contractor to to do these things we're talking about, uh, just because they have a certification doesn't necessarily mean they're applying what they've learned. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, you know, a good, a good analogy there would be a mechanic. I mean, you go into any, you know, dealership, you know, you, the mechanic had all those patches that he certified and brakes and transmissions or whatever. Doesn't mean he knows what he's doing or he's good at it. So mm-hmm. that's where checking the references out are, are really important. Totally. And I, I think you, you mentioned some really good questions earlier too. on like, you know, were they on time? Like that's, yep. for me, that's huge. If you can show up on time, then you probably have, everything else in your life going on you know like if if you're going to show up to the estimate on time you then you schedule and you have to do a follow-up and then you show up the morning of that you're supposed to start on time and like it just shows that you can keep a schedule and you probably have the other parts of your life together so that one's huge to me exactly i agree all right uh you got any other like uh tips or tricks that that we can use here things to watch out for something that like is just going to be a a red flag right off the get-go or anything well you know what i would do and, and this is going a little bit step one further and a lot of consumers don't do this but this is very important i think and, and it's something to look into if you're going to do the research to choose a proper tile or choose a proper uh um you know installer ask for a list of the materials that they're going to use. Mm. And I don't just mean the tile, but I mean the setting material, all, all the materials are going to use and then go ahead and let me, let's take an example. Okay. Let's say you're going to put a ceramic tile in your kitchen and you know, you, you hire the right installer, you check all his references and you've picked the tile out. Everything's honky dory. They're ready to start before he starts. Can you give me a list of what you're going to use? In other words, the, the type of grout, the thin set, brand names and type. And then go to the web and look at those particular materials. And the section I want you to read, and this is the most important section. I don't care about the instructions. The installer should know that, is look at a little category under there that would be called limitations. It's on every data sheet of every product that I've ever come across, whether it's grout, the setting material, even the tile. It'll say limitations and read what the limitations are. Mm. Because a lot of times, let's take an example. Your tile comes in and you look at the back of the tile and it has this mesh on the back of it. It has this fiberglass mesh on the back of it. And the reason I'm I'm using this example is because this is a big failure I see all the time. And... 
you then you okay so you got this mesh this fiberglass mesh on the back of your tile and then you go to the setting material and it's a particular brand a particular you know type and you go on you read limitations and it says under the limitations do not use on fiberglass mesh tile back tile <laughs> yeah and and i see professionals do that all the time but as a consumer you know, you're going one step further and saying, hey, you know, did you read the limitations on this? Are you sure this is the right, you know, setting material to use? And, you know, hopefully they'll go, oh, I didn't see that. Or, you know, uh, hopefully they won't snow you and say, yeah. And then you end up with a failure later on down mm-hmm. the road. So so, so I, I think, it does, you know, most consumers won't do that. But, you know, it only takes a few minutes to ask that question and to go online and check. No, totally. And I, I think you bring up a good point because a lot of times a lot of guys will come in, they'll give you a bid and they say you provide the setting materials in the grout. Right. So you as the you as the consumer, as their client should, if you're going to provide the grout and the thin set and mortar and all that fun stuff, research it. Because what the yeah. guy tells you at the store isn't necessarily correct. He exactly. you know, A lot of these guys have been trained on a computer in the back and that's not yep. necessarily it's not their yep. fault. You know, that's how the system no. is set up for them. So. Do a little research because there's a lot of products that aren't available in box stores. If you go to a specialty like contractor supply store, you will be blown away at the amount of products that you can choose to set a tile with or the glues that you can use to put hardwood down. Just the world opens up in a way that will blow your mind. Like if you think there's a lot of cleaners at the (laughs) at the at the corner store or at the grocery store to be able to pick to like clean your countertop, that's what it's like to set your tile. Absolutely. All right, Fred, I've got this new this new segment I'm I'm working in and it is what's your biggest screw up and how'd you fix it? Oh boy, have we got another hour here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what one I could think of uh was back when I was when I first got started and uh I I was actually doing a restoration on a Saltillo tile floor. You know, I'm sure everyone knows what Saltillo is. It's a Mexican tile floor. And this particular floor, without getting into too much detail, had this heavy coating on it that we needed some pretty caustic strippers in order to to remove the coating off of it. And we did. And it, it turned out beautiful. And it happened to be in a in a guest cottage, not in the main house, in the guest cottage. Okay. Uh, so we did the work. We got paid on it. Everything went fine. And about three months later, I get a call from their insurance adjuster that was getting ready to sue me because the entire inside of the house had mildewed. I mean, the drywall was old and, you know, we used a lot of water. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was, it was soaking wet in there. And, uh, I was like, Oh shoot. Uh, and I'm thinking, what did we do wrong? Well, we end thank God our insurance company covered the claim, but what I learned, what had happened and what I learned is to provide the proper instructions to the customer because what they did, this is in Florida. Remember, remember we're in a humid climate. Yep. As soon as we were done, they turned the air conditioning off because they weren't using it. Ooh. So the whole inside of the house was humid. I mean, it was probably 95% humidity inside that house. And you can imagine all the water and humidity we recreated in there. Mm-hmm. So when you say my biggest screw up, that's probably the one that I remember the most <laughs> is, is that one there because it was just uh I mean, it could have cost, I mean, it was a very expensive guest house and it yeah. could have cost us a lot of money replacing furniture, drywall, you know, everything else. And like I said, I guess two lessons to be learned there. Number one, give your customers a proper aftercare instructions. And number two, make sure you have proper insurance that covers it. 
There you go. That's no, I, it's beautiful. That's good on both sides. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. You know, it's not always easy to talk about things that, nope. that we screw up, but well, I, I think it's important as contractors to kind of fess up to those well, things. We said you got to own it, you know, own, own your mistakes. That's mm-hmm. the only way you learn from them. Correct. Uh, Fred, I, I love having you on. I appreciate it. You have amazing insights from your years of experience, your education. Um, I, I can't thank you enough for just spending some time to get us pointed in the right direction. So why don't you go ahead and let people know, uh, once again, who you are, where you can be found, um, anything you're, you're doing or want to plug. Sure, sure. Absolutely. My name is Fred Houston, H-U-E-S-T-O-N. If you want to check out what I do and uh, uh, everything that I do, you can go to my website, which is stoneforensics.com, all one word, no space, stoneforensics.com. My inspection services and training is on there. I also, like you, do a podcast. Uh, Mine is geared more towards the professional, uh, but um, uh, you can pick up a lot of tips there also, and that is called The Stone and Tile Show. So just go to any of your Apple podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast and uh, and type in the Stone and Tile show and you'll find it there as well. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kyle. You're welcome. Take care. You too. That's all the time we have for this week. Be sure to subscribe so you can hear each and every episode. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and most major podcast directories. Don't forget to leave a review and let us know what you think about the show. If you'd like to be a guest, have questions or feedback, you can email us at flooreducation at gmail.com. You can help support the show by becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash flooreducation. Remember, your education never stops.